You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. It's a team, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not one man can do it all. Um, you know, we we're, we play as a unit. We play together, and we don't we don't we don't make no change in that. But you know, um, following up from last game, um, uh, we didn't play to our standards. Um, we didn't. We we allowed a lot of things. We played lackadaisical, um, but tonight we bounced back. And you know, this is a team coming in, and you know, uh, this is not a light team. This is the NBA, and we just wanted to make sure we respect teams, and, and play the way we play, and, and stick 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 to our principles and do what we have to do uh, that leads to wins. And that's what we did tonight on the defensive end, especially. The bench explodes here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the Suns and the NBA at SB Nation and Dime Magazine. You can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. You can also, most importantly, follow our show on Twitter at Locked On PHX Suns, where you can tell me which Suns bench performance from tonight was your favorite one. That is right. We are recapping the Suns. 106 to 86 victory over the Miami Heat on Tuesday night at home, winning both games of this back to back and cleaning up so far on this homestand. Three straight after dropping one to the Clippers on the road last week. I won't get into normally, I will do for you guys the regular, the, the biggest stretch of the game, the, the defining sort of moment or stretch of the game. That's what our regular listeners will remember, but I'm going to mix things up today because I think it was such a blowout that there's not really need for that, Um, but go ahead and give us a subscribe if you'd like to hear more. We'll have another recap show on Thursday after the Kings game, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, though, what we are going to do today is hit the biggest storyline, the bench, as I said at the top. And what happened that went so well, what it means for the future. We're also going to talk about the other positive from tonight's game, which is the continued dominance and confidence and aggressiveness from the man you heard from at the top of the show, DeAndre Ayton. So we will talk about his continued dominance again. Yeah, five, six games now with DeAndre Ayton scoring well, playing confidently, executing well, and all of that. So we'll get into him in the second segment and then to close the show, We will get back to our usual favorite here, which are our recap segments. So um, I will hold that. I will make it a surprise. We have Dario Sharge, We have Mikhail Bridges. But I actually have a different one that I'm going to go with tonight. An oldie but a goodie. So keep it right here until the final segment to get some of that in your ears. But let's talk about this bench. Let's, Let's really dive in here to the Suns bench and... The excellent performance that they put together because, look, like, I've been as skeptical as anybody about the Suns bench and the ability that they have to to be consistent, to, to really compete with the top benches in the NBA. You think, you know, the Jazz have Jordan Clarkson, the, the Clippers have 
Luke Kennard and they have Nick Batum and they have uh, Ivica Zubats and the Lakers are going to have Alex Caruso. They're going to have um, potentially Andre Drummond or Marcus Gasol, whoever's not starting, right? Every NBA uh, championship contender that the Suns are going to have to go through. They have a bench. They have at least something there on that second unit that they can go to, whether that's a scorer, whether that's shooting, whether that's um, you know some size, some versatility, whatever it is. And the Suns, at most points recently in this season, have not had much of that bench identity to play off of. They haven't had a consistent thing to call from, right? So we've talked about Dario Saric's cold stretch. We've talked about campaign being up and down. We talked about Cam Johnson last week really stepping up that jazz game being an inflection point for him um, just in terms of getting healthy from COVID, staying uh, ready and, and, and finishing that jazz game and the boost that it seems to have given him because he is probably playing the best basketball of his season, maybe the best basketball of his career right now. So where we are, and then I want to throw in Torrey Craig there and Javon Carter, who filled out the the bench today, and they've been doing that for a few games now. And it clicked. It clicked into place in a massive way. The Suns had uh, 13 from Dario, 14 from Craig, 15 from Johnson, and 14 from Payne, plus another 9 from Carter to boot. So uh, clearly a bench explosion. We're going back to a time that we've seen before, right? We've seen the Suns where the bench is a big part of their winning ways. That was happening early in the season where it was basically like Devin Booker plus bench (laughs) equals the Suns offense. And they've gotten better in terms of the balance. Chris Paul has has gotten out of the funk he was in, obviously, early, early on. We've seen Mikhail Bridges make strides. We've seen DeAndre Ayton make strides, who we're going to hit on in the second segment. So they're not having to get it all from the bench, but at the same time, it's obviously great news to have a bench that is competitive that you do feel good about. And so that's where I really feel like the Suns are right now. If this can continue, and now that's not a big if, but it is you know almost 20 games, 18 to be exact, before the end of the season. So you don't want things to peak too quickly. You don't want to be content and uh, sit pretty with what you have. But we're looking at a continually more complete product of a Suns team. And the bench had been really the missing ingredient. Yes, you know, there's some qualms, there's some nitpicks you can have. Jay Crowder's inconsistency. Mikhail Bridges had another quiet offensive night where he wasn't super involved. But, you know, at, at for the most part, you're looking at Paul and Booker figuring things out, hitting their stride. DeAndre Ayton, who again we're going to hit on, really figuring out his role, his best way to dominate within this system. And then the shooting and the defense and the 3 and D stuff on the wing that's so interchangeable. That is a pretty good identity. You add this bench in and you're really starting to feel good about this team. And not only is it that there's a more completeness to this Suns team when they're playing this way, the fact that this bench can create so many threes, the fact that they have this pain charge pick and pop that can be just the fulcrum for the offense, the, the kind of the thing that you can count on, right? in the offense in that second unit um and and i talked yesterday about how the suns uh these bench guys really know how to play off of one another and what monty has has gotten so fond of saying is that they realize that they need one another all of that's true but maybe more importantly than that i think we're starting to expand past the eight guys who i thought would be the playoff rotation 
Um, I, I felt from the beginning of the season when these guys were playing so well. Okay, you know, the Suns have their eight. It's the starting lineup, plus it's Sharich, plus it's Johnson, plus it's Payne. I'm, I'm sure anyone who's listened to this show all year knows that uh, that I've said that, right? So we're getting past that right now. We're getting to the point where you can feel really good that Torrey Craig is going to make an impact as a defender, as a ball mover, as an offensive rebounder, as an energy guy. And I think he's here to stay in the rotation. And then Javon Carter, who I will save for our final segment, is, I think, getting closer to the bubble role and the bubble level of productivity that suited him so well out in Orlando. And so I'm starting to feel like he's an actual player here that is is going to make a difference. And so that's really good. I mean, you're talking about 10 guys at that point that you can lean on, not to mention Kaminsky, Moore, and Galloway, who have each made an impact in their own right over the course of the season. So it's not just the completeness in terms of, okay, now they have a bench. It's the fact that they're they're kind of creating this this bench unit with defined roles, with a sense of playing off of one another, and with a few things that they can really lean on that they know work well. It's un it, it, it's uncommon that teams play nine or ten guys in the postseason, so maybe we do just get that eight. But I think this game really kind of shows what can happen on both ends of the floor when the bench is rolling the way that it is and. It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe not every night. Maybe it won't be Monty's go-to playoff rotation, but he has to feel confident that he can go 10 deep, play all bench units, mix things up a little bit, and get good results. They proved that tonight, and they did it again last night as well, and, and they're starting to really roll. So that is an awesome sign for the Suns. We'll talk more about another awesome sign for the Suns, which is DeAndre Ayton's continued aggressiveness and confidence after a quick break. But first, it's time for our Ultra Player of the Week, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Remember, guys, it's only worth it if you enjoy it, and this week's Ultra Player of the Week embodies that. Yes, of course, it's DeAndre Ayton. Who else could it be? This man is playing uh, impassioned basketball. Enjoyment isn't the end game in the NBA. It's the whole game. You need to love it. You need to care. You need to want it and, uh, and, and to feel good while you're playing, and I think it's fair to say there were times in the past with DeAndre Ayton, even this season, where that was not the case, where he was, um, you know, struggling to read the game, struggling to know what his job was going to be, struggling to find the competitive spirit within him. He is finding that, and it's rare that we've seen this long of a stretch of games from the big man where uh, he's displayed all of that, that joy, that happiness, that enjoyment for the game. Um, that creates success in the in the NBA and for this squad. And so, yes, it took a little longer than for comfort, but at the same time, uh, DeAndre Ayton is is clearly finding his groove and is heading into the postseason with some momentum here. Again, guys, Michelob Ultra, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. They are our sponsors for this week's Ultra Player of the Week, the man who is finding joy, finding uh, a new life on this Suns team, and that is... DeAndre Ayton. Back here with more on DeAndre Ayton, but I wanted to remind you guys quickly first to check out Locked On Today, our national flagship show here on the Locked On Podcast Network. The host, Peter Bukowski, getting you ready every morning for the biggest storylines, what to watch out for that day in sports, and the biggest debate, the cue of the day, as they call it. You can get analysis from local experts. You can get Peter's expertise and and uh, his his sort of 
quick pace because it is under 20 minutes, just like the best locked on shows are. Get that wherever you listen to podcasts. And I can't help but give you more on DeAndre Ayton. Uh, we got to keep talking about the big man. He is demanding that we do so, playing incredibly, incredibly well right now. So let's dive in. Um, dating back to last Monday, which is now uh, five or six games, six, I believe, where he has just looked, it hasn't been the same result. It hasn't been, you know, 30 point games every night. It hasn't been massive stat lines necessarily, although that has been pretty good to see, but it's the comfort level. It's the, um, the confidence that he can control a game that he can really dictate what happens in the inside and, and all over the floor without overdoing it. And it's such a balance to, to find. We I remember talking early in this season with this team as a whole about how there was going to be a lot of adjusting to doing more with less. And that's the adjustment that I think every great NBA team needs to find. It's, you know, I was this in the past or my expectation for myself was one thing. And now my level of contribution for this team to be at its best is maybe less than that. And Look, nobody faults DeAndre Ayton for coming into the NBA and uh, and trying to put too much on his own shoulders. I'm not only learning the game, which is something everybody has to go through, but this is a player who is a highly touted recruit, a number one overall pick, all this stuff. And so it's, it's reasonable that it, it would have been, I don't even want to say humbling. I don't think that's really what happened here, but I think it was just learning. It was, it was going through the reps and finding out what what does and doesn't work in the NBA. And so and for him, for his specific skill set and, and expertise and experience, right? So I think I don't want to get, you know, put the cart in front of the horse here and say that we're there. But I think DeAndre Ayton, I mean, stringing five games together where he's displaying so many of these same things. We were talking just last night about his ability with his pressure on the rim, with his awareness, with his finishing, to just completely take over and and finish off the Houston Rockets last night. And then he does, similarly tonight, just finds a way to win his matchup. And that's probably the biggest, the, the biggest thing about it, the most simple way to put it here. And that's why I believe it. And it started with that game last Monday, again against Christian Wood and the Rockets, where Aiton realized Christian Wood is, is nothing special as a defensive player. And he proved it again last night, the second Rockets game. And that has been, I think, the through line here is that Aiton has won his matchup. Yes, he won his matchup against Rudy Gobert. That happened. He completely dictated what happened on the glass in that Jazz game. He played Ivica Zubots off the floor. He forced Ty Lue against the Clippers to basically adjust the game plan. I mean, I think they had that in their back pocket, but Aiton made them go to that. Yes, the Clippers won. Yes, they spread the Suns out a little bit, and I might have panicked a little bit on that night's podcast, but at the same time, Aiton was able to force the Clippers' hand. And then he does it, you know, blow out over the, the, the Wizards on Saturday, not much of a contest there, and then does it again the past two nights, closing out the Rockets last night, and then tonight, uh, really doing uh, much of the same. Had, had, had some energetic plays late. He's clearly finding his legs. He doesn't seem to get as tired. And overall, just putting these games together where he is... Um, hard to stop and frankly doing it in a way that isn't you know getting post touches that is not you know the flashy defensive plays where he's switching out onto some premier playmaker 
and uh, getting on Bleacher Report, right? This is not what's happening. He's finding a way to protect the rim, to execute the defensive game plan, to communicate. He talked a lot about that today. Um, and then offensively, you know, do the dirty work on the glass, roll to the rim, find a, a chemistry with his teammates, all that stuff. And it's paying off because the stats are going to be there. You know, he is going to be a double-double machine. He is going to play heavy minutes, get opportunities to score, get those post-ups every so often as a reward for what he's doing. But we knew he was going to need to settle into this role. He's finally doing it. And look, the, 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 the sky is the limit if he can continue to sacrifice and continue to do more with less like we have talked about all season. We've seen it even from Devin Booker. We've seen it from Mikhail Bridges, even from Chris Paul. Everybody win it with a new situation. If the goal is truly to win, everybody has to do that. So DeAndre Ayton rant over. That's uh, my two cents on him. I'm really, really impressed with what we're seeing. And tonight was just another uh, checkmark, another, uh, another example, right? So good stuff all around from DeAndre Ayton. We'll talk about the Suns backup guard carousel. Yeah, I'm pulling that recap segment back out here to close out the show. Talk a little bit about Javon Carter and uh, why I think he's really earned that fourth guard spot and that Monty Williams should not go back to anyone else before the end of the season. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, a word from our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the planet, the best tasting protein bar on the market for sure. I mean, how could it be the planet? but then there's others better. No, there's not. Built Bar is delicious. I've been making my way through my birthday cake, through my churro. The churro is actually part of the new Puffs flavors, but really guys, it doesn't matter which one you try because they are all the classic Built Bar mold. 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, great for any diet that you're on, or if you're just somebody who likes to pay attention to what you put in your body, who cannot relate to that, right? We all um, I think especially as we get out of this uh, seclusion of quarantine, we're trying to maybe cut some weight. Summer's a good time to do that, right? Bill Bar is there to help you out. It can either be, you know, a breakfast, it can be between meals to give you a healthy snack, or it can be a workout, a pick-me-up, or a uh, maybe a, a refuel after the workout to get you in the mode of working your body, of moving your body. Built Bar is the best tool, the best snack for any situation that you find yourself in. So to take advantage of our offer, you're going to go to BuiltBar.com. You're going to use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to pick a delicious flavor, and you're going to get 15% off of it. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off any order at BuiltBar.com. Today's show also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. I am bringing back my bet of the day on Bet Online for you guys just to entice you to go that extra mile. Check out Bet Online. They have odds and props on everything all around the sports world, even the entertainment world. But here's mine for the day, guys WNBA futures, WNBA title odds. Honestly, bless Bet Online. It, it is a pain in the butt usually to find WNBA odds in the first place. So if you're looking to tune into the women's game this summer, and you want to have a little bit more behind yourself, here is my advice. Minnesota Lynx plus 500. It doesn't get better than that. Use it, and you don't even have to charge pay me. All you have to do is check out Bet Online. Do it for me. Do it as a favor. Do it to earn yourself some money because those are great odds. The Lynx turbocharge their roster. Ariel Powers, Kayla McBride, not to mention MVP candidate Nafisa Collier, who is still in place. 
that team is something uh, that I don't get how they are fourth in the title odds. I really don't. So check check out that. Go to Bet Online. Figure it out. Um, figure out who you like. But you have to do me the favor of betting on the WNBA championship. Let Bet Online know that you appreciate them. Head to the website, guys, or use your mobile device to sign up today, and we have a little treat for you: fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code. Locked on again. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device, make an account, and then use the promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, back here closing out the show with the Suns' backup guard carousel. Our old, old. I, I this was back when we weren't sure if campaign was going to stick in the rotation. That has been put to bed, but we are nevertheless in a situation now where um, I I do think it's worth revisiting, and it's particularly with regard to Javon Carter, who I praised in the opening segment as part of the bench unit, but I want to dig into a little bit more of his value to this team because um, he has a lot of it. And and here's the thing. So Monty was asked about it pregame, you know, where he stood with the backup guards, what he wanted to see, if he felt like he needed to go between uh, Galloway and Moore at all throughout the rest of the season. And what he said was that what he liked from Carter right now, the reason that he had stuck with him and what he needed to see from him going forward is the green light. The fact that Javon Carter um, is willing to take those shots, trusts himself to make them, and that that, you know, understanding that that's the right decision a lot of the time in the offense, right? So we talked a lot last year about how I think players were struggling in the .5 system to know which of the options available to them was always best, right? The .5 is the idea is you're you're taking half a second to either pass, shoot, or dribble, and that's sort of the idea, right? You're either getting off the ball or you're taking it to the hoop or you're creating more space for your teammates. You're doing something and you're doing it decisively and quickly, but the hard part can be knowing which one of those is the right decision, right? Because it's one thing to make a quick decision, but what if you take a contested shot? What if you turn the ball over because you try a, a pass that's too difficult, right? So I think Carter has struggled with that not only last season, but this season. And I think the key for him is to understand that Usually, if he's you know not really the point guard anymore, he's the two guard most of the time, he's not an initiator, that means when the ball gets to him, it's because stuff has already happened. The ball's already pinged around the court, a guy has already you know cut to the basket and then got the ball back out and it's swinging. And what that means is that usually Javon Carter taking a three is the best shot in that moment. And when he plays with that understanding, I think is when he's at his best. Tonight, three of seven from deep, gets nine points, and looks like a genuine positive out there. He has the highest plus minus on the team. He's able to also play a little bit of defense on Dragic and Hero, even switching on to Jimmy Butler at times. The rhythm looked good. It looked like he was comfortable out there. And that brings me to the bubble, right? That's what we saw Javon Carter do in the bubble. He was like a 3 and D guard out there, right? They were playing fast. They were pressuring 94 feet. That got a lot of attention. His chemistry with campaign got a lot of attention. But what really was working for Carter is how simple his role was. He was going to defend ball handlers. He was going to defend full court. He was going to, you know, fight through screens, do all that stuff. And then when he got the ball, he was going to shoot it. We saw him taking jumpers in transition. We saw him taking deep, deep threes, 
all of it and he was comfortable and confident, right? It, it never looked bad in the bubble. So I think getting closer to that role and granted, yeah, it's, is it going to be harder in a playoff type atmosphere? Is it going to be harder against the best teams? Yeah, because not every team has a guy small enough for Carter to even guard successfully full time, right? Not every team has a matchup and there's going to be teams that, that just try to post him up with his size. So is it perfect? Is he going to be a 30 minute a game guy come postseason just off of this one performance? Of course not. But I think he's more than earned keeping that fourth guard role. I don't think there's a need to go back to Moore or Galloway in the regular season. I could see Galloway, you know, coming in in the playoffs as a, a three point specialist if they really just need some juice or if there's a late game situation, something like that where he can become involved. But I don't think he should lose Carter, should lose his spot in the rotation. He's more than earned it. He's playing the right way. He's making those quick decisions and he's uh, comfortable taking shots again, which is the the key for him in a lot of ways. So we don't want to see Javon Carter driving and kicking. We don't want to see Javon Carter running a pick and roll or thinking with the ball. We want to see him taking the threes when he gets them or letting the ball go and, and resetting the possession. And when he can do that, when he can simplify his role, he's really, really good player, a really good role player for this team. And he's uh, he's doing that right now and should stay in that position. So backup guard carousel seems to be grinding to a halt right now. Payne and Carter have earned their spots, and I don't think that should change anytime soon. So good stuff all around. Bench blowout. DeAndre Ayton confidence. Javon Carter keeping and maintaining that that role, that that hold on his role. And we are rolling here. 13 to 15 from the Suns. Two great post-game podcasts, if I do say so myself. Subscribe to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts. We are right here after every game, like I said, after the Kings game. And then a special treat for you, actually, on Thursday morning, guys. Nikias Duncan of Basketball News, one of the best analysts out there, comes to break down the Chris Paul situation after uh, writing about Chris Paul over at Basketball News this week and uh, talking about why he's so optimistic. Nikias tweeted after the Suns beat the Heat tonight, Believe in the Suns. We all do. Nikias does. He's going to tell you why on Wednesday. So stay tuned for that show. Until then, guys, enjoy your Wednesday. Enjoy the win. And uh, we will be back tomorrow morning.